It is Thursday, July 21st, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by these guys over at Shady Rays. Not only the best looking shades in the entire business, but when you inevitably lose them or break them, they will replace them. Back with me is my good friend, the former first round pick of the Minnesota Mm. Twins. Hit 106 career home runs, including two home runs against position players. The one and only Trevor Plouffe. That would make me Chris Rose. We also have producer Dan, who finally made it back from Miami, and intern Sam along for the ride as well. Ploofy, how you doing, brother? See, Rosie, that's quite the intro, man. You forgot yeah. greatest recreational ball player in the world right now. Oh, uh, okay. Definitely had to get some practice in yesterday up there in Santa Barbara. But, uh, hey, man, I'm doing great. A lot of great ball going on today. Not a, It's not quantity. Yeah. It's quality today in the second half starts a lot of good stuff to talk about man how you doing i'm doing great you know it's it's always interesting because the last couple weeks leading up to the all-star break particularly when you talk to ball players they're like it is dragging ass it is taking forever to get to the middle of july and then once the all-star break is done it starts to get real fast because in less than two weeks we've got the conclusion of the trade deadline and then you've basically got two months left in the season And a two-month sprint makes it so much fun. So I can't wait to see which teams are wheeling and dealing. I can't wait to see which teams get out of the second-half gate in a you know in a fast manner. I'm dude, I'm excited. August is a really weird month because it it can be one of two things. Like if you're if you're out of the race, you just if you're on one of those teams, you're looking at the schedule. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we got two more months of just getting our butt kicked. It already feels like years have passed in your life. All the gray hair is coming. Uh, or, you know, if you're a contending team, you want to get to the trade deadline and then you want to get to September. Like August is like, that's what they call it the dog days. You want to get to September if you're a, a contending team because you want it, all the games to really, really mean something. And then you want to just get to the playoffs. So August is a daunting month. This is kind of what separates um, – you know, the, the minor league schedule for the major league schedule is like August right. for them is the last month. But when you're in the big leagues, it's a whole nother 30 games to play. So, all right. I want to ask you something in 30 seconds. Did you ever, when you were on those shitty teams, sometimes did you have guys quitting? Of course. I mean, not, you know, at least when it, it becomes more of a selfish baseball at that point where you're like playing, like, cause you want to put your numbers up. It's not, I mean, yeah, you're trying to win games because the morale gets better and that helps you too. I mean, it, it just becomes more of a selfish style of baseball. That sucks. It sucks, dude. It sucks. We'll have to have some good stories about that somewhere down the line. All right, let's get it going. Uh, really light schedule today. Not a ton of teams are playing. And in fact, the final game that'll get going tonight, uh, Giants and Dodgers, they still have 14 meetings left this year. Now, if you haven't checked the standings recently, the Dodgers have really separated themselves from the Padres and the Giants. They have a 10-game lead out west. So true or false, L.A. will win its division by more games than any other division champ this year. I'm going to say false, okay? In my head, I went with, okay, let's let's think about who's going to win the most games in the regular season. And right now, I think the Yankees are going to win the most games in the regular season. Okay. Like, I have them, like, at – are they going to, you know, reach the Mariners, the 2001 Mariners? No. But I think they could win, like, close to 106, 107 games, similar to what the Giants and Dodgers finished up last year. So, if you're winning 107 games, you know, in the next – the next team up would be the Rays or the Blue Jays. Like, do I see them as like a 96 win team or do I see them as like a 94 win team? I think I see I'm closer to the 94 there 
So that separation tells me I think the Yankees will win their division by more than any other team in baseball. You didn't consider the Astros. I did consider the Astros, and I had a long speech about, hey, the Mariners are now nine and a half, but that's because they just won 14 in a row. There's some regression coming. But people, look, I think I'm done talking about the Mariners this year in a negative light. Just not going to do it. I've I've learned my lesson here. I think you wanted to pick the Astros. I'm gun shy. Exactly, because of the fear (laughs) of the strike back on social media. You are unwilling to dip your toe into the pool. I will say that I believe I could see the Mariners being like a 91 win team. Like that seems very, like a very good possibility. That's where they end up. And that's great for them. That probably puts, that puts them in the playoffs. I, I, I believe Astros. I don't have them as that 106, 107 win team. I don't think they care enough. I think they're going to win like 99 to hundred games and kind of coast into the, into the playoffs. Okay. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, I mean, it's basically a three-team question here because nobody else, the Mets and or Braves, are not going to run away with that division. We don't think that whomever wins that central in either league is going to win by double digits at this point. So it's Yankees, it's Astros, it's Dodgers. And really, it's those are the three best teams in baseball. Yes. The question is, which second-place team do you believe in the most? Really, that's what the question comes to. We thought about this the same way, yeah. And I do think that at least one of the teams in the American League East is going to figure it out. I think to to some degree, they've all had shortcomings, whether it's injury or inconsistency, or in some Mm -hmm. case, both. Um, So now I turn my attention to the NL West. How much can the Padres or Giants close the gap there? I worry about the Giants. I feel like they're just old. They're a crappy defensive team. The Padres now, they get interesting. Are they willing to pull the trigger on some deals? Yes. Are they going to get Fernando Tatis back? Yes. We think so. Think so. We think so. Yeah, they are. They are. Come on. Yeah, they are. We're gonna we're gonna think positively. So now, how much better can the Dodgers be than the Padres? I think they can be substantially better yeah. because I think the Dodgers are going to wheel and deal too. I really do. I think that they are just going to go. And let's remember. A lot of their guys did not have great first halves. It took Justin Turner two months to get going, right? Freddie Freeman, although he was really like he was solid for his first two months of his stay, he didn't he didn't turn it on until after his Atlanta series. We've talked about that. Their pitching has been somehow their numbers are incredibly impressive, even though they've had to put a ton of different guys in that rotation and in the bullpen. So I think it might be the Dodgers. Don't you see a little bit of regression? And I don't want to like speak this into existence. I'm gonna like whisper this. Don't you see a little regression coming from the starting pitching like Gonsolin and Anderson? Just yes, a little you, bit. But you could make that same argument for the Yankees, couldn't you? Yes, that's true. You got me there. So if you if you're gonna say, well, they're going to regress at some point, but you could say that about all the teams that have been excellent so far. I tend to think the other direction. I, I think it's a the Astros aren't gonna regress. I don't think in that they're right where they need to be. Yeah, I would agree. Now, I do think it's going to be really close. And by the way, don't you don't have to spew hate in the comments here. It's not like, oh, Rose, you hate the Yankees again. That's not it. I I believe more in the competition they play in in the ALEs to be able to close the gap a little bit. Is anybody going to put the scare into the Yankees? No, not happening. Now you got me thinking about that pitching staff. And now I I have to decide 
is this a Matt Blake? He's got it thing. Is he the new Brent Strom? Like he's figured this stuff out for the pitchers or have we just had some really good first halves and we could, I mean, wow, man. I know. All right. We got to move keep on my to the answer. next I'm question. keeping my answer. Yankees. Yeah, you should go with your initial yeah. reaction. Uh, up next, which team is really going to step on the accelerator in the second half? And which contender are you most worried about moving forward? Let's each go a uh, team that's going to be on the rise in the second half, and then we'll do the other part of the question. I think it's going to be the Cardinals. We really love their roster, Chris. We go over it all the time. I think that there are some guys even there that we're going to see some positive regression with. You know, hopefully O'Neill and uh, Wait, I just I just regression. Yeah, regression regression to the mean can work both positive. ways. I haven't heard that. Maybe that's maybe I'm the dummy here. You can have. Yeah, I used to think the same thing you did, and then someone corrected me one time. Really? Yeah, oh, that's okay. Interesting. We're learning. We're learning new stuff. I used to say like progression school. to the mean. Wow. Oh, oh that's, my God. Dan Rourke just said, "Ploof." I have heard that. You are correct. So we need better is, sources than that. We need yeah. better sources. The guy's working on about forty-seven minutes sleep after his flight got delayed nineteen times from Miami on on a certain airline, <laughs> which I think puts duct tape oh on their wings. It rhymes with ear it. <laughs> Look, I just, I just love the, I love the roster construction of the Cardinals. I feel like they haven't hit their stride yet. I think, I think the Brew Crew is in trouble, man. I really do. Like, I think the Brew Crew is one, and I don't, again, don't want to put this out there. They're a team like if an injury happens to one of their major players, they, they take a huge step back for me as far as like where I think they can go. Wow, I so love this second. team. Your yes. World Series winning pick, not even just getting to the World Series. The win, you that's the team you're most concerned about. Uh, it's one of them, no doubt. Yeah, well, because and, until they until until they make some moves, they're very top heavy in their talent. Okay, and and it's and it's very good. We and we know about the starters. They've dealt with some injuries in that regard already. Like hopefully Peralta is going to come back and be Peralta. Um, but say like you know if Corbin Burns goes down. Like that's gonna that's a huge and you can say that, you, you can say that about any team, but it even if one of the bullpen guys, you know, you know, we've seen Hater, you know, have some tough outings. I I don't believe that's gonna happen the rest of the year. I'm just saying, like, they're to me like one injury away from being like having a rough second half. The Cardinals, I think, are gonna hit the accelerator. I don't know. The the Brewers have to add some depth. They have to add some depth uh, come the trade deadline, in my opinion. All right, for me, the team that's going to move forward, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. I was really disappointed by them in the first half. Even their guys, like even Vlad, who was a starter in the All-Star game, did not have the sort of year that he had where it made him an AL MVP runner-up a season ago. I expect him to be better. I expect Bo Bichette to be better. I expect Teoscar Hernandez to be better. I mean, have we even – do we have a sighting of Lourdes Gurriel? That offense has been – has under-delivered. It's underperformed. And the top two guys in the rotation have been phenomenal. Manoa, we saw what he did getting to the All-Star game. Kevin Gossman has earned his dime in his first year north of the border. Uh, Ross Stripling has pitched pretty well. But Jose Barrios, hello. Hello. Yeah. So not. I expect them to be significantly better. Uh, they did get going on a, on a homestand right before the break. And they felt like that was really important. I saw a couple of quotes where guys, veterans in that locker room, they said, we got away from what we were supposed to be at the beginning of the year. And that was a team that was focused on a winning series. So we kind of lost what our eye on the prize was. 
we feel like maybe we got that back a little bit toward the end. Interesting. That always helps when you just narrow things down and say, okay, let's just go try to win a series. That's, mm-hmm. that's what you try to, that's what most teams start out the year trying to do. That's the goal. Let's go win series and stack those things on top of each other. I'm looking at the offense right now, Chris, it's doing, they're doing pretty well. Fourth in all the baseball and OPS plus I get there's room for improvement. You know, Vladdy's at an 830 OPS. He's, he's more of a nine guy. I get that. There are some guys that can step up. I think offensively as a whole, like they've been doing well. I would, I would look to the Barrios thing more in their, in that regard. If they can get him going and lengthen the rotational depth, that that impacts. That's when you start winning those series. That's when you start sweeping mm-hmm. those series. When you got those guys that can take you and, and you have more than one stopper if you you know start to decline a little bit. That those are the things that can, you know, rack those wins up for you. So I, I like it. I think yeah, there is room for improvement, man. There's there's no doubt. This this roster is one of my favorite rosters in all baseball as well. So was was the Brewers your pick that could be going the wrong way or was it a different team? I, it, it was, I didn't want to go both the NL central, but it kind of makes sense when you, when you think about it, like they, like I said, they just, I, I need them to add, I need them to supplement their roster Okay, and on both sides of the ball. I am wearing a Tampa Bay Rays hat. I have always been a huge Rays fan. And I think what they did when they had 17 guys on the injured list, most in all of baseball to be in the position where they are, is nothing short of miraculous. And I am probably the idiot here that expects the Rays to not make the playoffs. I just, I don't know how they do it, man. I don't know how they do it. Look at the guys that they've lost, right? They're not like a star-studded offense, but they lost Margot, who was, you know, doing a great job in the late innings earlier this year. They lost Kiermaier, so that's two-thirds of their starting outfield. Uh, they lost Kittredge, who was an all-star a year ago. They they just continue to lose. You know, Glass now obviously hasn't thrown a pitch. They continue to lose guy after guy. Shane Baz is down now. So, I, it's not a bad one, C. Rosie. It's not a bad one at all. I just have learned over the years to just get out of the way and say Ray's going Ray. Ray's going Ray. (laughs) It's, you know, they're, they're literally like an octopus that just like tentacle off. Another one comes out. Like it just, it's just how it is. Does that really happen with an octopus? I don't really know. I'm not sure, but at least they have eight of them. So if one gets cut off, Dan, Dan proclaims himself to be the smartest guy working on this show. Dan, do we know that if the octopus loses one of its tentacles, that another one grows back? Seems like to me, that would be a trait of an octopus, but dude, I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think that's actually a thing. I'm not like an expert in this yes, field. Me and Dan are in lockstep like, right now. Yeah, no, I think that is a thing. I'm with you, Blue. Intern Sam, you know what your your deal is right now. Wake up. Get the, the sleepy head going. Let's find out about the octopi. All right. Look, yeah, basically, meantime, I mean, basically, I agree with you, Chris, on all yeah. the things you said, but I've just learned to like, you can't say these things about the race. And I don't, Dude, you know. They're going to not like punch their ticket. They're going to win the World Series. Now that I said (laughs) this and mark the tape, they're going to use it. Uh, Okay, third question of the day. Which player will hit the reset button and have an all-star type second half? This one to me was pretty easy. There's, I think there's a big glaring one. There's probably more than one, but this one stuck out right away. It's Ronald Acuna Jr. Because, you know, the offense hasn't necessarily been there uh, for him and really it's the slugging and you can go back and say okay well you know is his ACL fully healed and you kind of have to think about that but when you look at what he's done on the base pass he's already stolen 20 bases so that tells me that thing's fine so this 
he's not injured. There's nothing hampering his power at all with his legs. I think that's just going to come. I think that these numbers always figure themselves out by the end of the year with players like this. So the slugging hasn't been there so far this year, uh, but it will be there by the end of the year. And that means we're going to get a big second half from Ronald Acuna Jr. It's, it's basically as simple as that is he just hasn't got hot yet. Okay, uh, good one. I am going to go with Tyler O'Neill. Preseason, he was my sleeper MVP pick. He wasn't going to be my MVP pick, but he was a guy who I thought it wouldn't shock me if he ended up putting it together. I know it's been an injury-plagued first half. He's played fewer than 50 games. He's got a 650 OPS. He's got an OPS plus of 87, which is substantially below average. Now, let's remember what this guy did, particularly in the second half last year. A 942 OPS. He had a really good first half, but it was 60 points better in the second half of the year. He had 19 of his 34 homers. He went off in September where I think he went deep 11 times. So as long as he is A, healthy, and B, not part of a possible Juan Soto trade, I think he's going to do great. Love that. I um, God, that'd be crazy to see Juan Soto in a Cardinals uniform. Hey, man. I, I went through the I went through the teams yesterday. I actually think they're the w- number one team that makes the most sense. Thinking about Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and Juan Soto mm. hitting together in the same lineup. Just the brains of those guys getting together and just yeah. talking ball. If I'm a player in the Cardinals organization, I'm just trying to get to the big league so I can sit next to these guys. If that happened, my gosh, dude. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And really, the Cardinals have the most, in my opinion, most young talent that is already here in the show that Washington yeah. would covet, whether it is an O'Neill, whether it's a Dylan Carlson, whether it's a Nolan Gorman, Gorman. Yep. Uh, whether it's a Liberator. All these guys are here already. And so Washington, let's remember, if there is a possible Soto trade, and I know we're getting off on a tangent, but it is the biggest story going in the sport. If there is a possible Soto trade, if you're Washington, you can't just take the top five prospects. Like that's not good enough. You have to sell to your fan base. We are interested in turning this around. We're getting rid of a future hall of famer and bringing back pieces, not a piece. So yeah, that's just a thought. Uh, like things I love that now. A few things to clean up. Uh, baseball Phil tweeted, that, Rose, you can regress to the mean from wherever you may be, whether it's below average or above average. So the first-round pick of the Minnesota Twins is right above positive regression. And next, was I right about the octopus? Sam has done his homework. He said they can regrow lost arms. You are two for two, my man. I'm on fire today. Holy smokes. You're making Crespi proud, brother. Mariners are good. Mariners are so good. All so right. Good. Um saw some interesting video floating around the interweb during the all-star break. The Braves coaching staff was obviously working with Brian Snicker and the NL crew. We saw Ron Washington, the amazing infield guru, infield coaching guru for the Braves working with Mets first baseman, Pete Alonso on very specific, like extra defensive work drills. If you were a Braves fan, would you be pissed that Wash was working with the enemy? Why would you be pissed? Well, you know how fans get. Okay, hold on. The thing that people need to realize is that Ron Washington is doing this every single day 
in plain sight out in the open. These aren't like some hidden secret drills that he's all of a sudden letting Pete Alonso be a part of. Like anybody can go see the Ron Washington school of defense. It's on display every single day. So like he's a coach and what's he doing at the all-star game coaching. He's coaching. Pete Alonso had the honor of being an all-star. He earned it. He's an all-star. Ron Washington is going to coach whoever is there. He's not going to say, sorry, Pete can't work with you. Bottom line, you put a fungo and a baseball in Ron Washington's hand, he's going to go work with whoever's out there. And Pete is smart enough to understand that. I think what we got to be talking about is if you're a Mets fan, you got to be stoked that Pete is like wanting to do that at the all-star game. So I don't fault Ron for doing this at all. I love that Pete took an opportunity and took advantage of it. Uh, I don't think anyone needs to worry about this. Again, like it's on display every single day. And the Mets Mets coaches should be working with Pete like that. Um, I loved every bit of it. I loved every bit of it because you know what? It shows that we can be competitors. And also, I mean, how often do you guys talk about being in the same fraternity? Right? Like at the end of the day, you're all one big group here. And so is that going to make the difference between the Braves beating the Mets by a game or the Mets beating the Braves by a single game. I, I would doubt it. Maybe. I mean, it's possible, I suppose, (laughs) but man, I think it's good stuff. And if I were a Braves fan, I'd be like, you know what? That's one of the many reasons we love Ron Washington and what he's all about. And it also, the same video kind of pissed me off. Why hasn't Ron Washington gotten another shot? Yeah. I sit here and I wonder like guys love him. He's well-respected. He got a team to the World Series twice in a row. Like, what the hell? What went? I would love to know what went wrong here. Wouldn't Ron Washington look great on the south side of Chicago? Oh, man. Oh. Right? I'm a huge Wash fan. Yeah, me too. Can I tell you this? I'm going to tell you this little story. Let's go. So I went down to visit Josh. You know, he worked... He, works for uh, Bally's down in, in San Diego covering the Padres pre and post game show. And I went down and saw him in, in the middle of April and it happened to coincide with the Braves visit in San Diego. So I went down to the field, said hi to a bunch of guys. Wash comes over. 2012 or 13. I took Brady, our younger son up to Oakland for an event hosted intentional talk up there. Wash worked with Brady on those same infield drills when he was like eight years old. I have pictures of it. It's amazing. Wash came over and he said, he looked at Josh. He said, is this the son I worked with? And I said, no. He goes, well, how is the other son? I showed him a picture of Brady and playing baseball and all that sort of stuff. He goes, you make sure you tell your young man I say hello. Now, dude, this was one time. It was almost a decade ago. And he came over and asked me about him. That was impressive. That's amazing. And yeah, you're right. You go around baseball. I don't think there's one person that's going to say anything bad about Ron. Nope. Love him. He's awesome. All right. Uh, last thing, by the way, I want to give Marley Rivera a shout out. Cause I think that was her video that we ended up showing. So Marley, great job. Good work. Last one. O's. They drafted a pitcher in the 13th round named Leo Beck out of division two St. Leo's college. Is that really, he went to St. Leo's and his name is Leo. I hope I didn't write that wrong. Anyway, if he makes the show, he's going to make some baseball history. He would become the first seven-footer to ever play in the show. So I ask you this, Trevor Ploof. Would you rather be seven feet tall, or would you rather walk around with Jose Altuve's height the rest of your life? 
Do I get Jose Altuve's abilities? Just the height. Uh, Seven-footer. Doesn't it look uncomfortable, though? It does, but I think that you can do a lot of things with your seven-foot height. You could just be like a commercial actor or in have some movie type of things. That's what I would do with it. Entertainment. You're a seven-footer. There's not a lot of you walking around the earth. You could turn that into things. And then, you know, you just can't ride in like a sports car. And I'm fine with that. I'd like to drive slow. So, By the way, I, the kid, I, yeah. real quickly, the kid's name is Jared Beck. I wrote Leo twice. I was like, that, that can't be right. So I apologize, Jared. He, That's my fault. He looks nasty. I'm looking at this guy, a still image of him. Mm-hmm. Okay, lefty. I want no part of Jared Beck right now. Like that is my nightmare right there. Actually, my nightmare would be if he was right-handed, but mm-hmm. left-handed slaying that thing like all these loose limbs everywhere. I don't want any part of that. We were talking about that you could be a, a character actor or something at seven feet. You yeah. know that every, basically every big actor in Hollywood is under five ten, right? You know that. Yeah, but I'd be like, you know, that'd be my specialty. I'm the tall guy actor. Like, if if Game of Thrones needs some like freak yeah. show kind of guy, <laughs> yeah, like the mountain. You, but be you the don't first think call. it'd be uncomfortable just walking around? Like, you could never buy anything close to off the rack. Yeah. How would you ever fly on a plane? Hey, this All is a this serious sort of question. Stuff. We're we're gonna we're going for it now. I'm gonna go three for three. Doesn't like aren't tall people? They usually have shorter lifespans, right? Because the blood having to pump it. Yeah, is that heart, true? I, I don't. Sam, are you a doctor? Let's go. Start finding <laughs> this stuff. If, see, if, see if it regressed to the mean or something. Um, so I asked Michelle this, and she's like, well, I definitely want you to be a seven-footer. She's like, I could never date short people. She goes, imagine the heels I could wear. I said, but yeah, but I think this... I'm asking what this means for me. She's like, well, it doesn't really matter. I want to know what it means for me. I'm like, yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah. How would Olivia do? Would she care? What? Olivia's pretty short. Her? Yeah, she's not. She's tall. like five four. Yeah. You, I think she you probably choose that se- with a question. I think she probably choose seven footer. I didn't ask her. I'll ask her after this. Yeah. But if I had Jose Altuve's ability, I'm going Jose Altuve. By the way, are we leaving out the obvious part of this discussion? Maybe. Seven footer. Oh big, man! What's up, big Jeez, man? Jeez, bro. No. This is a kids show. It's a family show. I'm Come just on. saying. I mean, that's. Uh, I guess it all factors we in. We don't know. We don't know. I guess if you're proportionate, you know. Just saying. Uh, according to our intern Sam, shorter people do statistically have longer lifespans. <laughs> My brain's this working today, and I got been... the wordle. It's a tough wordle today. I got it today. Oh, I haven't done it yet. We do it. That's the final thing. Stupid word. Stupid word. Yeah, we've gotten a few of those lately. Yeah. All right. Uh, What do you have coming up on John Boy? Uh, Tomorrow we are doing a Friday episode of Talking Baseball. Kind of, I don't, we'll talk about some of these games here that happened today, but more of like, hey, let's get ready for the second half type of thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, it'll be a good discussion with the boys. Uh, Yeah, man, what do you got? Well, the latest episode of the Rose Rotation just dropped earlier on Thursday. It's the one where we uh, we don't talk to any guests. We do our second annual Rose Rotation fantasy trade draft show. So I did it with Ashlyn, who is the defending champion, Jerry Blevins from Shea Station, and Josh Tomlin, who was recently a guest on the Rose Rotation, who is very good. It's out. It is causing a lot of controversy. There are some teams that are not represented, 
because, you know, you have to do the draft and there you have to figure out fits. So you might've had a person going to a certain team, but they got drafted by somebody else and they didn't have them going to the same team that you did. So there's a lot. Oh, everybody's like fired up in the chat already. So I like that. Go, go give it a listen. It's fun. We'll keep score over the next couple of weeks and hopefully Ashland won't win again. Cause I can't have her win in two in a row. Who got second place last year? I think I did. I was winning until like the last 24 hours. And then Alex Anthopoulos went crazy. And she, of course, had everybody being traded to the Braves. It was not that way this year for her. So that was good. Well, hopefully you get some regression this year and you get to number one. Uh, And also uh, later today, I am taping an episode with Stephen Brault, who is back in the big leagues with the Chicago Cubs. A lot to discuss, including I think he's got a really interesting mustache. So we'll probably compare his mustache to Brady Rose's. Mustaches are hot right now. Brault in the show. Uh, shout out Zach Short for getting the call back to the Tigers. That a boy. Nice. Good. Good there. Very good. Uh, we are back at it again on Friday. Um, so for our amazing producer who arrived safely back in the Northeast, Dan Rourke, and our hardworking summer intern, Sam Singer, you get some check marks by your name today, young man, and Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on Baseball Today, presented to you by Shady Rays.